0: This morning, we're finishing our sermon series on what it means to still be the church during this time of the pandemic. And this morning, we'll be reading from Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. But before I read that, I invite you to bow your heads and join me in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will for all of us as your church, and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, Acts chapter 4, beginning with 32. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him and then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Not long after Julian and I moved here to Tallahassee, we heard that a dear friend of ours from our previous church passed away. Cy Mallard was a former minister of that church. He had been the minister there for 30 years, and he was a dear friend and mentor to me. He grew up just up the road in Thomasville, Georgia, was born there in 1927, and he had a wonderful sense of humor. He loved to tell the story about his very first day at school. He went to school, went right up to his teacher, and his teacher asked him his name, and he said, everybody calls me Bubba. Well, this was Thomasville, Georgia. And so the teacher looked back at him and said, we actually already have four Bubbas in this class. I'd like to know your real name. So I thought for a minute, and he said, I don't know my real name. Everybody just calls me Bubba. So he went home that afternoon and asked his mother what his real name was. But I wonder if you've ever had a nickname like that, a nickname like Bubba. Maybe it's a nickname that's come from your family, something like Bubba or Sis or Mama or Papa, something that says you're related to somebody else, or maybe an affectionate name that someone's given to you. Julianne is is called Aunt Juju by her nieces and nephews, or my dad's called Gigi by his grandchildren. Maybe somebody at your workplace, or maybe somebody on one of your sports teams or even in your classroom has a nickname for you. Those nicknames can tell us a little bit about what we mean to other people. Tell us a little bit more about ourselves. Well, as you know, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at the names of holy places throughout the Bible. Things like the synagogue or the tabernacle. And we're going to finish that sermon series today by looking at actually a nickname for the church. A nickname that that we share here at Faith Presbyterian Church. We call our church a family, or even a community, a community of faith or a family of faith. We talk about that all the time. The church is a place where, as a family, we come together and support each other and nurture each other and care for each other as children of God. That little nickname is not unique just to our congregation. Churches all over the world call themselves communities or families. and In fact, the very first church in Jerusalem used to think of themselves that way the passage that I just read from the book of Acts tells the story of that early church, that first church in Jerusalem. They really didn't even have an official name yet, but they called themselves the community, the community of a common union. They had the same heart and the same spirit, and they were unified together as a community, as a family Their heart and their spirit was so unified that they cared deeply for each other, so much so that they wanted to share everything they had with each other, much like a family. They took all of their goods and their possessions and they sold them and they brought everything together, pushed it into the middle of the circle so that everybody in the community had what they needed. In many ways, it was truly an an ideal version of the church. A church that was not legislated to or or following laws, but they were doing what the Holy Spirit called them to do, to share with those people in their community in need. And if you read on in the book of Acts, you'll see that that ideal community, that perfect community of love and sharing didn't last very long. It's just in the very next passage where Ananias and Sapphira took a field that they sold and they wanted to keep a little bit of it for themselves. And so they lied about it and and kept some of the money for themselves rather than sharing it all with the community. And I dare say they probably were not the only ones in the community to do that. It's hard to think of an ideal community that would share absolutely everything. We don't have many churches that we know of that would do that. And yet within our passage, we're given sort of an opposite example of Ananias and Sapphira. Someone who shows us that kind of generosity, that gives us that kind of example of what it means to be a part of a church and a part of a community. His name was Joseph, Joseph from Cyprus. And he did really the exact opposite of Ananias and Sapphira. He sold a field and he gave that money to the church to help build up the community, to build up that family in need. Because of his generosity and because of his love for that community, he was given another nickname. And that's the nickname that we know him by. His name was Barnabas. And we know about Barnabas and all his travels as he continued to spread the word of God and share the love of God with others. Barnabas meant encourager, the one who encourages, the son of encouragement. He encouraged the people of God, encouraged the people in that community to grow and be better than they thought they could be. We all need people like Barnabas in our lives. And I imagine if you took a moment and stopped and thought back to your childhood or throughout your life, you had people like Barnabas in your life who helped you become the person that you are. I think back to the church where I grew up, that church family that I had. And I was surrounded by members of my family like Barnabas, people who helped me, people who loved me into being. And one of the ones that I thought about particularly when I was reading about Barnabas was my Uncle Tom my uncle Tom uh, was a very wealthy man but a very loving man as well and he would sit beside me every single Sunday when he was in town sometimes he would help me find the biblical passage that the preacher was preaching on so that I could read it along and he loved me and supported me and wanted me to succeed he encouraged me in so many things in life when I went off to college I could have stayed in South Carolina and and really gone to school for free but I wanted to go away and pay out of state tuition so my uncle Tom gave my parents some money to help pay for that. And then when my Uncle Tom passed away, he gave some money, he left some money to me and all of my his great nieces and nephews, and I was able to use that money to help pay for seminary. It was because of Uncle Tom that I'm able to stand here before you today to have all the blessings that I have and to try to be the person that God has called me to be. But my Uncle Tom didn't just do that for me. He did that for lots of people in our congregation, lots of people in our community, in fact. And I know I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for him. We all have people like Uncle Tom in our lives who encourage us, who love us into being. We even have people like that here at Faith Presbyterian Church. Those people who not only donate to our church, but also who give time and energy. People who are confirmation mentors and Sunday school teachers and people who who help our youth and help our children. People who also pray for church members when they need prayer and support. We have encouragers who give us pep talks when we need it, who give us shoulders to lean on and cry on and help lift us up and help us to be the family that we want to be, help us to be the place that we call our church home. But I have no doubt if I could talk to my Uncle Tom right now and ask him why he encouraged me, I have no doubt he would tell me it was not just so that I could be a good person and grow up to be who I wanted to be. He would tell me he wanted to encourage me so that I would go out and encourage others. That's really what a church is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a church or a family that just takes care of itself, but it's a church that's also supposed to be an encourager to the community around us. All of those encouragers in our life helped us to grow so that we could go and help others to grow. And like I said, I don't know too many churches in the world who share or sell all of their possessions and share all their goods with each other, but from time to time I have seen churches who have taken leaps of faith, who have put themselves out there to try to help those people in their community in need, to be encouragers for those people who are broken and hurting and have gotten ridiculed, maybe even some bad nicknames for doing so. I remember hearing a story about Fourth Presbyterian Church in Chicago. It's a big church, wealthy church, right in the middle of a wealthy part of town in Chicago, just a few blocks from the Gucci store. But it's a church that has always tried to care for the homeless people in Chicago. And one year when they were doing a a big building campaign to try to build a new building to serve that homeless population, to provide meals for people and shelter for people, They were working so hard to try to help people in need, and the senior pastor of the church at that time, John Buchanan, received an email from one of their local neighbors. The title of the email was Bums in the Neighborhood. Well, normally he would just ignore emails like that, but he decided to read that email, and it said something like this, We've noticed that you have decided to attract bums to our neighborhood to give them free food and hear your Jesus pitch and then let turn them back out into the street where they can come into my neighborhood and ask me for money. Isn't it your responsibility to take care of them if you're going to attract them to our neighborhood? Well, as you might imagine, John Buchanan read that email and got pretty angry, pretty frustrated. At first, he was just boiling over mad that someone in his neighborhood could be so insensitive. Somebody could be so uncaring for the people around him, for the people who were in need, who were coming to that neighborhood to get food and to get money because that's what they needed. But after a few minutes, he thought about it and he realized this email might be the greatest compliment his church had ever received. Because you see, that's what his church was called to do, to be encouragers for those people who were broken, to be encouragers for the community, for those people in need. And so he wrote an email back and said, thank you for this compliment. Thank you for calling us a church where bums can come. We don't call them bums. He said, we call them guests. But we try to do our best to encourage them and give them dignity because they so rarely are given that dignity in the world around them. He wanted to be a church of encouragement. That's who Jesus Christ had called them to be. And so he was thankful that someone in the community had noticed Churches get all kinds of nicknames, whether it's the church where the bums hang out or any other kind of nickname. In fact, you could probably drive around our town and point to different churches and they all have different reputations or nicknames. You know, that church over there is the liberal church. That church over there is the conservative church. That's the church with the great organ. Or that's the church with the great youth group or the great choir. That's the church that is kind of like a movie theater when you go inside. Or that's the church where that staff member got in trouble that time. All have these reputations, don't they? But what would it take for a church to be known as the Barnabas Church? the community church, the encouraging church. I've told you this before, but when I was interviewing for my position here, I asked the search committee, what is the nickname of this church? Well, how do people see the church Faith Presbyterian in our community? They said, of course, well, it's the pumpkin church. It's the church where people buy pumpkins every October. Or They said some of them might say that this is the preschool church because we have such a wonderful preschool. Or maybe they know about our choir or men on Meridian. But what would it take for us to be the encouraging church, the Barnabas Church, where everybody in Tallahassee knew that this was a place where they could be encouraged to be better than they thought they could be? We're trying to do that, and you know we're trying to do that. We we gave out 185 bags of food last month with Mana on Meridian, and we've had so many generous people give money to our preschool so that we can have more scholarships for people who can't afford to go there. We've tried in many ways to try to reach out in our community, but this time, this time of suffering that we have been going through, I have realized more than ever that we need encouragers. We need people in our world who are encouraging those people outside these walls who are downhearted and broken. One of the simple ways that you can do that right now. Is you can reach out to me and tell me you want to be a mentor for one of our preschool families. We're trying to recruit some mentors for all of our families, and our families at our preschool have a lot of different needs. Some just need prayer, and some just need to know a little bit more about what's going on here at our church, but others need a little bit more than that. Others might need help making sure their, their kids have lunches every single day for school, or others might need to know more about the resources in our community, and you might be able to help them do that. But by being a mentor for our preschool families, you can be an encourager. You can be a Barnabas for them so that they know when they have needs, this is a place that they can lean on. And that's my hope for our church as we face these difficult times. Trinity and our staff and I have been racking our brains, being patient, but trying to think of more ways that we can be encouragers for those people in need because that's my hope for Faith Presbyterian Church. That one day I'll be standing out in the pumpkin patch and I'll ask somebody, what do you know about this church? And they'll say, oh that church, that was the church that when I lost my job during COVID-19, one of their members helped to pay for my electric bill. Or That church, I know that church well. They helped me when I was needing a counselor. They helped me discreetly find one and even helped me pay for a few sessions or That church, that was the church that I leaned on when I was hurting or when my family was hurting and when I was lost and alone. When people in Tallahassee drive by a church, I want them to look at our building, look at our steeple and say, that church, that's the encouraging church. That's the church that Tallahassee can lean on when they are in need. That's the church that this whole city knows that when times are tough, we're here to inspire them. We're here to encourage them. We're here to lift them up. We're the Barnabas Church, the encouraging church that helps this community know they can be more than we ever imagined we could be. Thanks be to God. Amen.